But this is a dirty game, bro. And what I've always said is all is fair in love, war, and challenges. 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 Welcome to another episode of Love, War, Challenges. I am MTV Malik, and I'm joined by Veto, Antonio, and Becky, a.k.a. the at living underscore four underscore me underscore one. That was so weird. <laughs> that was so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I was so weird. I was about to get hyped for my thing. Then, I, then you said my name. I was like, what? Oh, you forget about me? I was like, damn. Like, you're really going to not say my part either? I'm like, okay. Big pause. Everybody wanted a, uh, you know, their own little special intro. So, you know, I thought I'd hook Becky up. Bananas the Goat <sighs> is a better one. At- I was going to cycle through. So, how was your week? I got some new uh, Johnny Bananas merch. <laughs> You're gonna plug someone else's merch on our yes, floor. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, what type of merch did you get? The new his new tank top. So it's basically sunglasses and a smiley face as a banana. I well, need a shirt for the Jersey Shore when I go next month, so uh, it fulfilled my needs. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. That sounds dope. Keep riding. Yeah. How, was your, <laughs> <laughs> how was your ladies' weeks? It was good. Working. Living, trying not to kill small children from breaking my house. You know, the same old, same old. Breaking your house? Yeah, no. you know, they're playing. and Well, actually, they weren't playing. They were, something happened, and now my shower curtain's on the floor. Not to mention that one of them could have cracked their head opens and all that stuff. So, you know, kids. Yeah, that's a fact. Kids do shit like that all the time. I got a house full of them, so I definitely can relate. Veto, how was your week? It's been excellent. Can't wait to have tomorrow, Saturday, and Sunday off work. That's nice. I know. Guys, do something with your week to have something exciting to talk about. All I do is fucking work. Right? Come up with something live you have to. I got last night. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) You got the other day, didn't you? Damn near every day, but I'm not going to say on a podcast. Dude, (laughs) not? Say it on a podcast. I sling that oh, shit what if I all the time. Fucking listens to this. Ew. <laughs> so Malik, what did you do this week? This week, oh man, I spent a lot of time working, but um, I was able to finish up my uh, you know, my first course for college. It was a lot of fun. Uh, really excited to keep that going. Besides that, just planning on um, getting stuff ready for the new uh, you know, for the Love War Challenges shop. Soon we should be having some T-shirts and stuff ready for you guys. That way you could get to show off, you know, how you're really a pot star. All that good shit. Yeah, I beg it a free one. Moving on. All right, so one of my favorite things over this past week is that we've seen a, uh, another Challenge podcast, whose name we're not afraid to say, Challenge Mania. They put out their inaugural Challenge Mania Hall of Fame. And I wanted to go over some of that with you guys. Um, Bananas, what did you make of the Hall of Fame? That's kind um, of together. I actually liked it. The only um, 
disagreement I had was um I think I wanted uh Emily Schramm there. But other than that, I mean um definitely a stacked cast for the men. We have Alton Williams, Abram Boys, Landon Lewick, Mark Long, and of course the Miz. And for the ladies, it was Coral, Evelyn, Paula Walnuts, Rachel Robinson, and Susie Meister. Veto, who do you got for your Challenge Mania Hall of Fame? <laughs> well, to be completely honest, I don't know some of them. So. Wow. Oh. Wait, don't you know? Um, the challenge has been on for I 34 was, seasons. It's, okay, it's but I'm only 26, and I didn't get into it until I was, like, 22. I'm younger so. than you, and I know who they are. I'm not going to knock it. I'm not going <laughs> to knock it. No, I listen to all their Speak episodes. I listen to all their episodes on Challenge Mania, but, um, like, for example, Landon, I've never seen him on Challenge because I've never watched oh, the season he's on. He but I hear, yeah, that's what I heard. I've heard other people say that he was, like, the all-time favorite. So I'm like, oh, yeah, well, I don't know who he is or what season he was on. The pencil you're asking. Yeah. And then... Well, um, well, Landon never got into any trouble. He never had the drama with him. What seasons was he on? Inferno. I mean, I, I know the big one was uh, was Fresh Meat, too. Yeah, he, so that's uh, where he had a difficult partner, right? I heard about oh, that. Oh, yeah, he, yeah, he had Carly. He dragged okay. her ass. Yes, like, yeah. I heard cool about win. him. But yeah, and then for females, um, like, of course, I know who Susie is, but I actually never saw her play. I heard her talking because I listened to her Brain Candy podcast. I heard them talking a lot of shit about how she was lazy. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't really know if she's a good competitor or not. I haven't seen it. But yeah, so. But they talk about, like, actual current events and stuff. They don't talk about the challenge. So I listen to the brain stuff. Oh, okay, good. But they were talking, they do, occasionally they do a challenge episode, and uh, they were talking about, they, I listened to it yesterday, just about how, like, they used to just sit around and drink wine. Oh, yeah, no, <laughs> super lazy. Yeah, so that's what she said, that she used to tell Sarah, like, ah, oh, you don't have to work out, it's fine. <laughs> and that's the season, I guess, where Sarah had the dehydration, so she said, I'll never listen to you again. <laughs> I was cracking up, but I've never seen them compete. So I don't really have an opinion on the Hall of Fame, but from who I do know, which is the rest, I think, um, pretty good. Okay, if you got to pick one guy, one female, who do you got? Um, I personally like Mark Long. Okay, the uh, godfather. Yeah, for girls, I really liked Evelyn. Who doesn't? Well, a lot of people, well, but <laughs> I can understand. Yeah, well, I, what I've seen of her, I like, so... All right, I definitely feel you. Let's go to somebody who knows what the f*** they're talking about. Becky, who do you pick in your Challenge Radio Hall of Fame? Wow. Okay. Because I've been around. Uh, One guy, one female. Who do you got? One male? I got to give it to, honestly, The Miz, who is just, he's a king. And he's really, he was there from the beginning. He was really great. He, He was really into the drama. He was a great competitor. You know, I think overall he's he's would be the best choice. And I got to go with Coral, Queen Coral, who originally was the reason why I was watching these. She was my original person that I stand way back in the day when she was still on the show. Super sassy, just ran the challenge house and she was a major competitor. So I got to give it to Queen Coral and King Miss. Okay, I could definitely feel that. Two people from the real world back to New York, so that's way back in the day. For me, this is definitely a stacked cast, and Scott and D definitely picked all winners with this one. But for the males, see, there's a lot of things to consider. I mean, for the males, one, 
I do got to give it to the Miz. Uh, the Miz has transcended the challenge itself. Uh, he's a huge star. He also handled his business in the challenge, winning several of these things, having great drama around him. Um, you know, definitely one of the best to watch. And and he still comes back to the challenge, and he still hosts shows. He still does uh, Chance versus Stars when that was airing. So he's become he's become quite an ambassador for the challenge, and he and he definitely makes the challenge seem you know definitely more legit in a lot of people's eyes. But uh, you can't discount. I mean, you can't go wrong with any of these guys. But if I had to pick one, I would give the first one to the Miz, even though Mark and Abram and. Uh, they're all right there with him. They're all Hall of Famers, at least future Hall of Famers. But stacked up against the Miz, I would give him, I would give him the edge. For the ladies, a lot of great ladies. I really think it comes down between Paula and Evelyn. I would definitely give it to Paula. We've seen Paula come, you know, all the way from Key West to to winning the first one in Rivals. Um, it was a great journey. And she entertained us throughout. So, I, you know, I'd be more than gladly to put Paul into this Hall of Fame. I think she deserves it. Even though all of the ladies in here are good to go. Good to go. So, with that said, let's go ahead and move on to this episode. And this is where I will play the Batman transition. Da-da-da-da. And I can't believe you picked Paula over Coral and Evelyn. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, I did. I did, and I don't regret it at all. Uh, I am disgusted. Oh, reality? I just I wasn't seriously. I really wasn't. I disagree, but you know what? That's what we're here for—to disagree. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm a, I'm on my own island here by myself, thinking that Paula really doesn't deserve you it. Are. But hey. Well, I'll tell you what, if you don't agree with my decision, go ahead and send an email to suggestions <laughs> at lovewarchallenges.com. And Did if you're lucky, any? no. No, Paul deserves it, but not the first one, though. Are they inducting two? Yeah, but um, DMs automatically. Yeah. DMs but does automatically. She, she counts as one of no. the girls, or no. Yes, no. with no. her as five? No, she doesn't. No. Five total. It's two guys, two girls, and DM. Oh, okay. oh I thought it was... No. It was a great move. It was a classy move to put DM right in there. Nobody would have voted against her. She would have been an automatic vote. So I think it was a good, I think it was good that they put her right in. All right. So let's go ahead and move on to this episode. Okay. All right. The episode opens up with all of the contestants living in poverty. We got scenes with Kenny on the bed with Joanna, starving, the use of outdoor toilets, Abe shaving in the ocean, and the ladies washing their clothes on the washboard like it's 1915. Johnny is cooking for everyone. He thinks making sure that everyone is fed is going to keep everybody cool, which brings us to our first headline, Kellyanne versus Bananas. And I will play some music right here. All right, so Bananas is cooking for the house, and Kellyanne comes to grab food for Kahara. Johnny says that the last time Kellyanne grabbed food for somebody. She grabbed food for Ashley, but then Ashley came back and said that she didn't get any food. This leads into an argument. You know, uh, Kellyanne tells Bananas to shut up, and now MTV doesn't show us if Kellyanne actually took the food. I would never take one of my friend's food and then ate it on my own. He just makes things up in his head and then says things that are just too far. During this initial exchange, who do you guys got? 
Is Bananas just making this up to vilify Kellyanne, or is Kellyanne really out here trying to steal food? I think Kellyanne's stealing food. What makes you say that? It's the island where there's a limited supply, and if she's hungry, I'm pretty sure she'll end up stealing food. I mean, I feel like everyone would at some point during the uh, season. We definitely know Johnny did. Yeah, I'm saying everyone did. We don't yet. <laughs> I'm just saying uh, everyone stole food at least once this season. It's not a shocker. It's not a surprise. It's it's what you expect. Well, bananas is a pot stirring. We're not about to bash Kellyanne on the show. It's not happening. Oh Jesus, she's fucking oh. annoying, dude. She was really getting mean? on my nerves. <laughs> she's fucking annoying. I would have been on the men's team <laughs> if I had to deal with her. Ass. So fuck that. <laughs> Seriously though, I think that. She probably did steal the food, but they didn't interview Ashley or show Ashley at all when it was apparently her portion. So I, that's why I don't really believe that, like, Bananas is making it up. Because I think if he was making it up, they would have had her being like, oh, no, I ate. Or, you know, just the way that the editing was. No interview, nothing. So I don't know. I think Kellyanne made up a bunch of shit. All right. Becky, who do you got? I mean, it's hard to say. I don't understand why Kellyanne was so mad at Bananas. Why wouldn't she go and confront, what was it, Ashley? Yeah. To ask her why Bananas was saying that she said she didn't have any food or to get and get any food. So there's there's some weird stuff going on that it makes me think, like, they're both kind of, like, maybe Kellyanne ate some of her food on the way there. And was like nibbling on it, but I don't know. <laughs> At this point, I don't know what it is because there's just not enough information. But uh, Kellyanne's annoying crap out of me. So at that point, I just want to take banana side because she's really getting on my damn nerves. All right. You know, since I, <laughs> since I got both you ladies here, what is it about Kellyanne that you guys find so annoying two episodes in? She's extra. One at a time. Her attitude, and she's extra, just like Becky said. <laughs> but every girl on the show is extra. Mm, nope. I beg to differ. Come on, if you're not extra on the challenge, then you're Shailene. Oh, um, no, <laughs> Kellyanne's annoying. Wait, <laughs> extra and funny, who? or like wait, extra wait, and entertaining, Shailene. but not a whiny bitch. Got it. You guys don't find her entertaining. You guys just find her whiny. Yes. Well, no. Here's the thing: when she's whining and when she's yelling, she's like throwing her hands and going, "Shut up." I'm like, oh my god, what are you, five? She does, like, a weird, like, body roll, too, when she's, like, yelling. It looks fucking dumb. <laughs> yes, this is bothering me. Maybe that's what it is, because I see her doing that. I'm like, stop! Stop I it! Think, I think Bananas just really knows how to get under her skin. No, I don't know. I she's mean, annoying. I think I she's like hot. Everyone knows her. I think she's tired, and I think she's being eaten by mosquitoes, so she's being, and she's just extra as fuck. So I just think it's putting her extraness to the umpteenth degree. Why would Bananas lie about the situation? Is he trying to do it to get under Kellyanne's skin? Well, it could be that. It could be him stealing the food, which wouldn't be totally out of character for him. No, but if he's the one cooking and everyone's near him, I feel like they would see him stealing the food. Oh, oh come on. Unless if he was sampling cook- as he was cutting it. Exactly. <laughs> my dad exactly. doesn't do that shit. You do got to test. Um, <laughs> That's what my dad always yeah, says. Yeah, listen. Quality assurance. Eating raw chicken getting sick. Sorry. Listen, if you're playing Monopoly, the most untrustworthy player is going to be the banker. He's sitting right next to all that money and make a pocket (laughs) of extra hundred real quick. 
Johnny's not dumb. Why? Why? You know, for the reason why he always wants to be the cook. I mean, I think he wants to be useful. I think he wants to be the one that everybody's depending on. Uh, look, he you don't want to get rid of him. He cooks kind of yeah. situation. I mean, I'm sure they all cooked at least once. I'm just saying he if he's the one cooking, and especially since he's on this people's skin, they're going to keep a close eye on him regardless. So, I mean, I feel like he wouldn't get away with it as easy as other people. Well, at this point also, it's uh, being seen as portion control because he's cooking. Yeah, and he's and they're claiming that he's also saving larger portions for people that he likes. So someone's getting a really small piece and then other people getting really big ones. So, All right. Later on that day, Kellyanne and Bananas decide to get into it again. While everybody's outside, Kenny and Robin are joking around and Banana jumps in and he suggests that Robin and Kellyanne switch their meds. Kenny, you still live at home with your parents. So do you, you idiot. <laughs> and you're twice my age. You I'm not twice your age. You're like 35. You're, three, you're still here. You and Kellyanne should trade prescriptions and then you guys should both be just being neutral. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, Kellyanne threatens to punch him in the face. Johnny takes a shot at her plastic surgery uh, because she got boobs and Botox, and Kellyanne explodes on him, calls him a bully, says he has no self-confidence, and has Robin pantomiming all of her uh, accusations and threats while she's yelling at him. Johnny, once again, goes after her weight, calls her flapjacks, a whole bunch of other heinous shit. So after that argument, Robin goes and admonishes Johnny for being too hard on Kellyanne. And Kellyanne goes to walk it off, and Evelyn joins her. Evelyn says that Johnny is just fronting. He's trying to look big and bad. And he doesn't have what it takes to make it to the end of this game. That's what she thinks. Toasty! <laughs> Thank you. You didn't even yell spoiler alert. So let me ask you guys, why do you think that Kellyanne is the focus of, of Banana's Torment? She's annoying. She's also a rookie. I mean, <laughs> I feel like every rookie has to go through, like, some torture while they're on the challenge. You I mean, think you remember, Well, because remember, um, what was it? An invasion with um, Laurel and um, Amanda, which put the chips. Someone got shot. Yeah, when uh, Laurel put the chips all over Amanda's bed, Laurel said it's a rookie hazing. So, I mean, I feel like every rookie goes through it once. I mean, especially um, in that era of the challenge, all rookies, you know, they got thrown into and. They got thrown into eliminations first. They got, you know, the most heat thrown towards them. So, I mean, if you're a rookie in that era, you should expect, you know, to, to get heat. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That's how things were handled back in the day. Veto, what do you think? Probably because she's outspoken. And so that's, like, where the attention is gravitated towards. Do you... I don't think it has anything to do with being a rookie. I think it's just her personality. Obviously, they're having a personality clash. And she's being loud, so she's drawing attention to herself from, from him. Do you think it's some kind of, like, uh, you know, some schoolyard crush? He's just picking on the girl that he likes? No. God, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we mean God, no. Kellyanne was a knockout back then. I mean, still yeah, is. <laughs> well, I mean, um, wasn't so much Kellyanne for girls <laughs> over guys. <laughs> Shit. I'd be on the guys team. I told you. Yo, you're vicious. This is how I am. Like, <laughs> All right. Do you think that this is just Banana's personality or has it been exacerbated by the conditions on the island? Like, is the island, them being on the island, making this worse for Kellyanne and Bananas? I think it's the island. I mean, I, if you look at everyone's personality, I feel like the worst is coming out in a lot of people. Well, I wouldn't say the worst, but you can see how, like, 
they're treating each other differently than they would in a regular house, I feel like. I mean, I think that the whole situation, this is Banana's personality. We have seen this over time. This is how he acts. This is what he does. But the thing is, is people aren't taking it as a joke right now, mostly because they're tired and hungry and hot. I think that it's as much as his personality as it's getting annoying to other people because they're they're agitated already. They don't want to hear it anymore. Because I just think it's a joke and nobody knows how to take a joke right now. I feel you. You think because everybody's hot and hungry and annoyed, they're, they're not willing to put up with banana shit this time around. Basically. Well, it's anyone's shit, not just his. Yeah, I agree with uh, that too. Well, not all the way true because people have been putting up with Dan shit, which moves us on to our next headline, Dan versus Dave. Oh, God, here we go. Oh, you know what? Before we get into Dan versus Dave, I want to go over one of my favorite moments that happened. The guys are on the river going through the crab traps that they built, and Abe notices a fruit tree. Abe climbs up this fruit tree. After going up a couple of feet, he lets out a an absurd battle cry, and he gets attacked by wasp. Ah! Oh, This is the worst pain I've ever felt in my life, and it's everywhere. By multiple wasps. He's he's trying to dive underwater like it's a fucking Looney Tunes cartoon. He breaks off to the house, getting stung up the whole way, and he was he got bit up in his ears, his nose, his back, his whole body just covered in these stings. Oh, my favorite part was when Bananas told him he looked like he had a testicle on his lip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I, I could that. not stop laughing when he said that. How long, how long do those things last for? Uh, a couple days. Do you think uh, that they had medication because of the oh, lack of well, had some cream. They were putting something on him. Yeah, they had a medic come out and they were putting some cream on him. Oh, okay, good. Um, I don't think the guys really, I don't know, do you think MTV anticipated something like a, you know, getting swarmed by wasp was one of the things that might happen on the island? They probably they think they were that stupid to climb the tree. Well, but they go <laughs> everywhere, though. It's not like on the tree itself. They could be, like, you know, in the house itself. You never That's really know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's one of those, you know, it's one of those things you really can't see coming until it actually comes. We had to be prepared for it just in case. Yeah, I'm, I'm not prepared to get stung by No, I'm saying production should have, like, you know, the medicine on, on hand in case. I mean, what medicine? You just put some ointment on it. Take Maybe well, they need the ointment, though, don't they? They can't just not have it on them. <laughs> they can make that shit from the coconuts. <laughs> Why didn't he jump in the water? Because Wait, wasps can't swim. Did he? he did jump swim? in the water. Yeah, but he can't stay underwater. As soon as he pokes his head up, his face is going to get stung up. Well, take a deep breath and come and go back down. Uh, Yeah, wasps aren't, wasps aren't g- giving up like that. They're in it to win it. And they don't have the and they don't have the barbed stingers, so they can keep stinging you. Uh sure. Oh. Yeah, like a honeybee. I don't know anything about this. Well, yeah, but honeybee has a barbed stinger, so once it stings you, it, it stays in you, and it and it dies later on. But wasps? Oh no, nah, they're good to go. They're ready to rock and roll all night. I mean, I think that it, when you're on an island, you really have to plan for every possible situation. For all they know, they could have stepped on something in the water or been attacked by something there you never really know so yeah 
you really got to think of it this way. They're not going to just let him. Well, as much as you look at it and go, God, I think they're trying to kill them. I don't think they're actually going to go out and try and kill them. <laughs> <laughs> it could have happened. Shit. If anybody was going to die, it was going to be on war. Of the like world. some Hunger Games funny. shit. Facts. And <laughs> they're like, let me plant the nest right here. It's more oh, like you know, Battle Royale. Have the fruit fall down so they see oh, it. Yo, you seen Battle Royale? I have seen crazy. Battle Royale. I said that shit huh? super back in the day. What, you what never seen that? Battle Royale? No. It's well, old. Come out. Your age it's, is coming out again. It's an old Japanese movie. It was uh, one of Tarantino's oh, no. favorites. Uh, actually, the girl who played um, um, Gogo Yubari was in that movie, too. Who? Don't know who that Gogo is. Gogo Yubari from, from Kill Bill. <laughs> what? The Asian girl from Kill Bill. What is Kill Bill? I've so heard of that, but I don't here. know what it is. Fuck out of here. Y'all never seen Kill Bill? It's a what Quentin Tarantino it? movie. Okay, that I keep out? saying that. Like, I'm supposed Thurman. to know who it is. Oh my God, y'all trash. What oh, that trash. Is? oh my oh, God. Right have you guys never know. have you guys seen Kill Bill? No. Uh, you guys haven't even seen Kill Bill? I haven't. Nope. I've heard of it. This is like the third time I mentioned a Tarantino movie. You guys <laughs> exactly. That's why I keep saying I'm like half your age. I am in shock though. Fuck out of here. You're not half my age. I know. Oh my god, you hella age. Oh my god. Hold on, let me look it up. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't even that long ago. It had to be uh, 2000 something. Oh. Kill Bill. It was a major movie. 2003. 2003. It wasn't even that long ago. I was was five. Eight. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, wow. I fucking hate you guys. (laughs) I was graduating high school. (laughs) I was already in college. Wow. What? You're that old? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, oh my shit. god. Anyway, moving on. I honestly thought I was bad with the fact that I haven't seen certain movies. Y'all are terrible. Get the Go fuck out of here some, with that shit. Yeah, watch some good movies. You guys got a whole you guys got a bunch of Transformer movies. Fuck Yo, out of here. We need a movie club. Oh, okay. God. We'll start a movie club because so I, I have a TV club no, already. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna start a movie club. Because you guys don't know good movie. Oh shit! I can mute you guys from here. Dog. Oh my god. Asshole. Since when? You guys. You have since forever. The asshole. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh no. We're utilizing that. Oh, y'all should never taught me that. All right. Moving on. Dan versus Dave. Once again, Dan is hammered. He runs around the house. He's pulling his pants down. He's just overall aggressive. Right now, he's a walking, talking human embodiment of toxic masculinity. It's definitely entertaining on a boring island, but Dave, the boy Dave, he sees this as a weakness, and he decides that he's going to target him. Dave approaches Bananas and Abram and tells them that he's valuable to the vets if they keep him around. And the first thing they should do is get rid of Dan. Now, Banana balks at this idea, and he decides he's going to rat Dave out. So hearing this, I'm kind of like, you know what? If someone was talking behind my back, I would want to know. So let's talk about Dave's power move. Why exactly did Dave target Dan, Becky? Because he was an easy target for the fact that he was acting a psycho and getting drunk every single night. He was volatile. So, I mean, it was entertaining, but it's also a situation where you kind of have to look at it and be like, do you really want that kind of crazy next to you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got you. Veto. Personally, I think that he was trying to say that they were targeting him just so that way he could try to get in with their alliance so they can all go after the same person. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, so it, I think that he was trying to build, like, some ground, you know, some, like, mutual enemy type shit. Right. If they have a shared goal, then they're on the same team. Exactly. I think that's what his motive was. Bananas. Um, I agree with uh, what Barrow said. I mean, you want votes on this island. That's how you stay in the game. That's how you get your keys if you're forced into elimination. So, I mean, there's no other way of pretty much doing it. I mean. All right. I think Dave went about trying to get Dan out super pussy. First off, the only reason why he's going after Dan is because he's a weak player. We've already established that this is a game, even though Kenny said you don't want weak players going with you towards the end, this is probably one of the few games where you probably do because if they're not in your boat, then you going against them in the final is going to make it easier because not everybody is going to be on the boat. Now, Dave going after Dan, it wasn't because Dan was such a, you know, such a threat. He went after somebody who he thought was going to be easy. And Veto, I think you're 100% right, that he wanted to have a shared goal with the crew that he wanted to be in. But just taking out somebody who he perceived as weak, really for no reason, it's bullshit. It's a bullshit move. And, you know, I think Bananas is actually on the right path where, you know, he decides he, he wants to ride him out. So let's move on to that. Do you think it was smart for Dave to go ahead and tell Bananas and Abram his game plan so early? Yeah, because it's basically with the Vent Alliance, it's pretty much, you know, first come, first serve. I feel like if you, you come up to someone week one, week two, compared to someone week five, week six, you already have four weeks of more trust gained with that person. So, I mean, the earlier the better. All right, Veto. I don't think time really mattered, honestly. I think that uh, he, like I said, I think he just did it because he wanted to get in with them, but I don't think it mattered about how early in the game it was. Okay, Becky? I mean, I agree. I think that no time like the present. I mean, it's obvious that it's happening right now. You don't know how long it's going to last and might as well just nip it in the bud early. So I see him trying to jump in as quickly as possible. The sooner you're under the wing, the less like you get voted out as being the last person in an alliance. All right. I think not only was it a bad move, it's a bad move that looks rushed. So the next day, Bananas and Dan are chopping it up, and Dan is talking about just wanting to have fun while, while he's here on the island. And then Banana does his best Takashi 6 9 impression and snitches on Dave. Dan is immediately outraged. He wants to know if the other vets are going to be on board with what Dave is talking about. Bananas lets him know that he stands all by himself. You need to know that Dave's making waves, though. And now that little quad's trying to conspire against me? Yeah. He's trying to convince me, dude. He's like, the guy's a liability. He's probably gonna either fall out a window and break his leg, drunk, or like whatever. And I'm just like, they're trying to convince me, like, you know. Is everybody else on board? With him? Yeah. Dude, nobody listens to a word that kid says, dude. So later on that night, Dan is once again drunk. He decides he's going to confront Dave about Dave wanting to get him off the island. Dave tries to backpedal, but he isn't fooling anyone. Dave realizes that someone snitched on him, and then Dave calls Dan weak right to his face, which infuriates him only further, and he has to be held back. So let me ask you, do you think it was a good idea for Dan to be so direct, or should he have sat on the info and waited for a better time to strike? Right on. No matter what, <laughs> it was what Dan thought was best. I think personally that being direct was good for him because he let him know like, Hey, 
I know what you're doing and I'll do it back to you. Or like, you know, just to give him some kind of awareness that he knows what's going on. Um, but if he had sat on it, maybe an opportunity would have came along that he could have, you know, told him like, hey, I know what you're up to. But I think that the direct option was better for him. All right. Bananas. I mean, honestly, I think he should have sat on the info for a little bit longer. I mean, especially because, you know, they both would at some point have to, you know, fight for a key and stuff like that. And, you know, they both, you know, could have an opportunity, you know, to um, be voted off the island. And I think that that's when that's the time where you pull the trigger and that's when you throw out all the info, you know, just so you can bring more votes your way. If you do it too early, no one's going to really remember it or care for it. You know, come time you're getting voted for the voting off the island. So it's all about timing. I, I, I would have waited, honestly. All right. Becky, what do you think? I, I honestly agree that he should have. I think he should have waited. I think that he should have used it at a more a more effective time that's that's more pivotal in overall for voting and for, you know, alliances. I think he did it too soon, but you know, drunken thoughts spoken out loud. Yeah, I think the saying is a drunk mouth speaks a sober mind. Yeah, I was yeah, about to yeah. say that too. <laughs> I thought it was uh drunk actions are sober thoughts. Shut the f up, kid. <laughs> I don't what even know what I'm saying. What do you know anything? You do, you you don't even know any Tarantino movies. I don't want to hear anything else from you. I mean, I'm not even 21. So no, no, no. You technically drunk. should be drunk in according to the law. What law? Oh God, I love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's not nice. <laughs> that shit was funny. Yo, That's yo, my bad. No, no, I baited you for that. I baited you. <laughs> oh, my God. I was waiting for him to do that. <laughs> I was like, he's totally going to use it if you use that. No, no, no. It's way too hard to use all the time. All right. So, after the night of drinking and confrontation, Ashley decides to talk to Dan, takes him to the curb, and he's hungover and he's apologetic. But Ashley has a heart-to-heart -heart with him. She lets him know that, you know, the guys like him, but they only like him for entertainment. He's, he's a fucking clown, or as I like to call him, he's, he's fucking clown shoes. And he's not a valued member of the team. Now, at this point, Dan admits to his alcoholism, but he also admits that he isn't going to get better while he's on the island. You're right. I have a problem. I'm going to get home. I'm going to fix it. But there's no Betty Ford clinics out here. So the chances of me getting clean and sober right now probably aren't going to happen. So, at this point, we have a cast member admitting that he's addicted to alcohol. At this point, should the challenge gods have stepped in? They should have, but they would never. I mean, honestly, if you sign up to the challenge, you know what's, what to expect. You know, if you have any um, things to deal with on your own, I think that's not on the challenge's hands. I feel like all the, before they go, they all sign a waiver and stuff where I'm saying... Whatever they do happens to them if they're not in any control. And if you're around, if you know being around people that are drinking all the time is not good for you, then doing the show isn't good for you either because you're putting yourself in a bad situation. Right. But alcoholism is something, that, you know, that should probably be dealt with, you know, on the real world where they deal with those real kind of issues. You know, right now you're on the island. Everything has a heightened sense of urgency. There's money on the line. There's voting. Do you guys think that now would be a good time for him to be removed. Veto. 
Mm, I don't think so. No. Um, I feel like the term alcoholism, especially in this circumstance, is a little bit of a gray area. You know, in college, people drink every single day because they're in college. It's like here, you know, he's drinking every day for the entertainment. So I don't know if it's, he's like that in his outside life or if it's just here on the island. But I feel like it's no it's no reason for the challenge gods to step in necessarily. Okay. Becky, what's your take? I think as long as he's not a danger to others and to himself. Wait, 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 be... wait. At this point, he's already spinning in the water, doing backflips, showing his ass, uh, throwing up, getting dehydrated, doing major yeah, damage that's to his not body. Physical harm though to anyone though. I mean, he's not hurting anybody. He's not like well, he, he did, did. He, he had did, to be but, held back. He had to be held but, back from, from attacking. But, but David is also talking shit about him. It wasn't like it was a random thing. He'd he, that had been building up. So it's a situation where he wasn't doing that in the beginning. Now he knows that Dave was conspiring behind his back. So obviously he's heated about it. And when you're drunk, that shit can come out. You know, it just happens. But I don't think he's a danger to anybody. I don't think he's going to hurt anybody. And I think that that was just a fluke and a thing of his own anger that came out. You know what I mean? Okay. So let's say in the same state that he was last night, let's just say that there wasn't anybody holding them back and there was a crowbar in between him and Dave. How do you think that turns out? Who's oh. giving him a crowbar? <laughs> Why is there a crowbar just on the island? <laughs> Who put a crowbar but on the island? They just found a crowbar on the island. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's just getting out of control. If he's but alcohol throwing... does not equal violence. If he's throwing in like the shit pieces of other people, then yeah, that's when they get involved. Other than that, I mean, what else do we want them to do? I mean, we've seen fights and stuff and people being drunk on the challenge, you know, every season. We never see the challenge gods get involved anyway. So why does his issue, his own own personal issue have to involve have to affect, you know, his own behavior? Well the thing is, we also haven't seen somebody admit to alcohol abuse on the challenge. This is him admitting that he is an alcoholic and that he needs help to get clean and sober. And those are the words that he used, which states a a higher level of seriousness when it comes to his drinking. That's why but I mentioned all, it. But all honestly though, if you have that issue uh, if you're, especially if it's like new and you know it's like where you're not really confident in yourself, the challenge house isn't the best place for that. You're going to be with, you know, between 20 and 30 other drunk idiots partying all day long, doing stupid shit. Honestly, that's, I don't think it's the best environment. Well, yeah, but it's also $300,000. You wouldn't go do some fucked up shit for, you know, for 300 bands? You got to give people their own room if he felt like he needed to go get help he needs to step up and say i need help he can't just assume that the challenge gods are going to come up and say hey you said something in you know just on a whim and now we're kicking you out of the house and you're going to rehab like that's kind of not how it works in the and end because when he goes home he's going to have to take care of that himself that's on him to correct himself because in the end addicts do not stop unless they are truly ready and want to quit. Also drunk idiots bring in ratings. Why would they stop someone being a drunk idiot? Well, I mean, I think there's plenty of drunk idiots on the Island already there that aren't outright saying I'm an alcoholic and I need to get help after I leave here. Well, here it is. 
he's already building up like a rival storyline. So why, you know, step in and, you know, cut that whole thing out and then they have no airtime, you know? I just I don't a good thing going on. Overall, I think that this might just be getting blown out of proportion in the long run. The only one that really knows if he has a problem is him. And if he feels he has a problem, then he needs to step up on his outside life and go to rehab or get help or do whatever he needs to do to get it clear. I don't think that's on the challenge, the challenge gods or anybody else to kind of force him to do. Because in the long run, he's he's just going to fall back into it if he's not ready for it. I agree. Very well said. Very well said. I respect that. All right. Go ahead and keep it moving. So at this point of the episode, the airdrop comes in. Inside this U.S. Army airdrop is going to be a cell phone. It has a low battery, and everybody has a 10-minute calling card. The, uh, the only phone call of note is the one that Abe gets. Abe makes a phone call, and he makes calls about his development company he has going on back home. Uh, he has been out of contact, no phone, no internet, and he has really left this project. He has a major project that he has left in the hands of his manager. So during this phone call, it becomes clear that things are not being handled and major expensive mistakes are being made. And he decides that he's going to have to go home to handle his business. And I have been completely out of contact in a very crucial time. All right, well, give Tice a call and uh, or try and get a hold of her through like my family or something. It turns out that there's a pretty expensive mistake being made. Were you able to make the deposit? There's a lot of money on the line for me, and it's extremely distracting. No! Gotta do just, oh! I just, hmm. Break the phone in half right now. Don't do that. Don't break the phone. So moving on, that evening, Banana points out that Dave hasn't had anything to drink since he came to the island. But that's all about to change. Dave decides to start drinking, and drinking he does. He drinks so much, he actually begins to behave like Dan. It doesn't last long, though. After a pretty amazing bender of running around, climbing things, tripping on himself, running into the ocean, he pukes on himself and begins to pack his bags. Paula checks on him, and he tells Paula that, you know, the island sucks and that he's leaving, and he's out. Rachel, of course Rachel, points out that a man was the first one to crack. Uh, Jen also tries to talk him down, and he tells her that he has a great thing going for him at home, and Jen thinks that he should just sleep it off. Next morning, Dave wakes up with a huge hangover, and he's puking, and he wants to go back to his life and to this new girlfriend that he met. Derek Bananas thinks it's a huge cop-out and that, he's, and that he gave up. Now, TJ arrives to get everybody's nominations before the face-off today. And he asks that he heard a rumor that he heard somebody wanted to go home and for that to be addressed. And Dave puts his hands up and he says that he's out. Said he's over it and he's gone. Nobody on the island respects it, but they're all happy he's gone. Now, Veto, what do you make of Dave pulling a Dan, getting fucked up, and just quitting the island? I don't know, like, why he decided to quit all of a sudden. I mean, I know that he said he had something at home that he wanted to go back to. But, I mean, seriously, like, he didn't mention it the whole time. And then he starts drinking. And then suddenly he 
gets drunk and wants to quit and go home. So I don't know what, what that was about. I thought really for sure, like the next morning he was going to wake up and be like, oh, damn, like that was hella stupid or something. Unpack his suitcase. But no, I guess it was legit. Yeah, legit. Becky. I mean, I agree. It's dumb. He He's leaving because what? A girl that he just got a relationship with? Six might, weeks. Six like, fucking weeks. Okay, and that's what I'm looking at. Like, seriously, you guys have only been together. Like, you're in love with her. It's not like you've been here for with her for like three years. It's six weeks. Holy you shit! Can't put a time on love. I can put a time on being a psycho because that's what <laughs> nah, I would tell no, him. I, you I, being I, too clean. Making it. Are they still together? I together. It's the most stupidest thing. It's a dumb reason to leave. It's an excuse. He did it because he didn't want to be there anymore. He did it because he was miserable and he was hung over. It had nothing to do with the girl. He used it as an excuse. My favorite was was Derek when he asked him, he's like, $80,000 for a slice of pizza and some ranch. (laughs) 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 And he was talking hella shit in the shower. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. I can't stand quitters. I mean, like, before you get onto the show, you know what you're signing up for. You know you are going on the challenge. You know you are there to compete. Why quit? If you have something at home, say, yeah, now it's not the time. Maybe next season I'll come back. Let me just handle this. But it's just annoying because during that time, you could have someone else be on that season that we haven't seen in a while or maybe another fresh face. It's just annoying. It just pisses me off. I think me and I think I hate quitters more than TJ does. Facts, because you feel like they're squandering a great opportunity. Pretty much. After the departure of Dan, it's time for nominations. Banana states that the first challenge had two guys and one girl, and that the next face-off should be three guys. Johnny says he wants in. So does Derek. All right, so Kellyanne decides to speak up. When doesn't Kellyanne speak? Okay, wow. Do that the first time. Wait, 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 I'm, I'm, time. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Should she only speak when spoken to? Oh. Yes. Yeah. Or not at all. Yeah. The banana stand is jumping out at you, huh? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. masculinity. Facts. Anyway, Kellyanne speaks up. Uh, she notices that all, all of the people with the keys are guys. And she thinks there's going to be less of a chance for the girls to get a key. Banana retorts with next they'll do two girls and one guy, and then they will do three girls. The ladies agree, and bananas and D are in. But out of nowhere, out of nowhere, Abe throws himself back in. At this point, bananas is disappointed his plan went awry. He wanted him and D to go in, and the group would vote a weaker guy in. That way he wouldn't get voted out, as bananas isn't everybody's favorite person. So, I mean, no one saw Abe volunteering himself. No, that was definitely out of nowhere. We definitely see more of a reason why later, but yeah. at the time, nobody really understood why Abram would throw himself back into a, to another face-off. You know, we got to see a really, we got to see a really dope moment when Kenny was dead ass serious. He, um, when he was telling Johnny that he has to win because yeah. he pissed off a lot of people. And it was really cool to see because you can see that Kenny really does have a lot of love for Johnny. He was worried about him. He's Johnny, if you don't win, like, nobody's going to keep you here. At least not over Abe. 
where their heads are at, you know? Can I tell you something? You have to win. I know. I know. Because every girl in this house will vote for the two of them before you. I know. Nope. 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 Not even. Not I mean, even Abe and Derek are just two, you know, favorites of the house regardless. I mean, no one's really going to win a vote against them. So today's daily slash elimination is called Face Off. So basically, it's a ring wrestle. So the three challengers are holding one large ring, and each each of each other had to wrestle until one falls off or removes their hands. The two remaining competitors will wrestle until there is only one left. Before the challenge even begins, Johnny and uh, Derek decide that they need to team up to take Abram out, which is a smart and bold move for those two to get together. The prize? Again, aging the days is a voodoo box 100. Basically, yay, TV and movies in a box. <laughs> What's wrong with voodoo? I mean, I try going into upset all the time, and anyway, I just can't. You just oh. can't get into voodoo? Oh, I don't want to subscribe what to is their voodoo? thing. It's, it's like online movies and stuff. Instead of like, you can get the um, bootleg way, you can actually have like real movies, like the actual good version of the movie. Well, you don't you so know like Voodoo is anymore. You guys don't know. Wow. No, Voodoo currently is just a digital movie. Yeah. Isn't this so you just You need to subscribe and pay like a. You want your credit card chip, but you don't really trust them with your credit card. No, no, you don't subscribe. Oh. You buy movies. You literally just go oh. on and buy movies. Oh, I'm thinking of Pot Locker. Not Pot Locker. Yeah, Pot Locker. One, two, three movies. Yeah, Pot Locker. I was no. gonna say you are you are you are incorrect, good sir. So in the first round of this elimination, um, you basically see Johnny and Derek, you know, teaming up, trying to just push Abram, you know, to the side, just bring him towards the rope. And you know, after you know, probably about a few minutes later, you know, they eventually bring Abram there. Abram seems pissed, you know, and you know, Abram already has a point on his side. One more, and he's out, and he's he makes sure he can fight another round. He says to himself, you know what, if I go out. I'm at least taking one of them with me. And next thing you know, next round, Johnny and Derek do the same thing. And, you know, Abram just comes up a little bit stronger this round, and he, and he takes bananas out, and he, uh, as bananas falls, he hits the rope. Now, round three, the outcome is pretty much the same as round one. So Johnny and Derek overpower Abram, and Abram's done. You know, he has two points, he's out. Now it's just Johnny and Derek, and they move on to a smaller ring. So Johnny and Derek, you know, we're going to take all one round only. They're both going at it. Um, you see Derek uh, tossing and turning as Johnny's on top of the rope. And then as, um, as both on the floor, Johnny sees Derek, you know, change his grip. And, you know, Johnny trying to call Derek out. Johnny takes his hands off the rope. And, you know, as he's doing that, he doesn't see Derek's hands come off. And Johnny gets disqualified. So Derek wins, he gets a key, and now we have Johnny and Abram going into elimination. Do you guys think Derek actually changed his grip, or do you think Bananas is trying to get an upper hand? He probably did change his grip, but regardless, Bananas let go in order to point out that he changed his grip. So it was stupid in the end, should have just kept going. But I mean, Bananas was kind of stupid just for saying that. I think he should have held onto it and then said it, said it. But I feel like the challenge guys you know, should have looked at it closer because they were obviously recording what was going on. If they went back to the tape and see, you know, Derek pick up his hand, 
then the outcome could have been different. But too late. that's true. But at the same time, you know, like as an athlete, you're just taught to keep going until you hear the whistle. So I feel like he should have just kept going. That is a very good point, and I definitely agree with you. And I think that's something that they forget in the long run that you need to wait until somebody else calls it and says it's done. You can't, I mean, even though he wanted to point it out, but nobody else saw it. So even if he had held on to the ring and he said, TJ, he let go, is he just going to believe him on his word? I mean, I feel like if that was the case, I feel like TJ would probably call time. They would have looked back at the tape and then worst case, they reset. When did they ever look back at the tape? They did it. And <laughs> they he definitely do. let his hands go. Where his hand was, he could still have made his hand that way while still connected to the ring. Now, I do 100% believe he let the ring go. But TJ didn't see it. You can't call it. You got to, you know, you got to accept the call that's on the field. All right. After the faceoff is over, it shows Abe taking a long stroll on the beach, talking about how much he loves the island. But he knows in his gut, he has to go back home to his company. Rachel gets, Rachel gets word of this, and she approaches Abram, and she tells him that she doesn't want him to go. And she's going to keep him on the island, even if by force. And she concocts a plan that she's going to keep Abe on the island, even if by force. So Rachel decides to spread the word to Jen and Kellyanne and to Evelyn that they're going to keep Abram. They want bananas out, and they're going to keep him even if it's against his will. <laughs> Do you think the girls have gone way too far with trying to get Johnny out by making Abram stay? Yeah, I truly do. I think this is why I, I think that they have issues in the long run with the mob and with all the situations. There's just so... Oh God, what's the best way to say it? I don't want to say it in a way that sounds as bad as it's going to sound, which is just... they're. They're annoying and they're nagging. <laughs> I'm sorry. They need to get over it. Abe wanted to go home. Abe would have gone home anyway. Just because you guys got your panties in a twist because you don't like Johnny, you guys just need to accept it and move on. I'm sorry. I love you, ladies. But stop being such whiny bitches sometimes. I mean, All right. it was a smart strategy. I mean, if. They can get John and Abram both to go. That's two free keys for the house. But, I mean, at this point, if the guys, you know, if you're cool with Abram, just give him his wish. You know, it's like, why, why make him quit when he doesn't want to quit? He's like, he's going the best way out. By, he's going out in an elimination, which is respectful. He's like, you know what? I'm not going to quit on you guys in the game, but I'll fought my way out of it. So why make it worse for him, you know? Honestly if, I, honestly, if I was Abe, I would probably get, like, mad at everyone that voted for him to stay. All right. Vero. Uh, sorry. Vero. What's your take? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering if he had, if Johnny ended up winning this, would Abe stay? Like, he already mentioned he has to go, but, I mean, if he won the vote, would he end up staying? No, I think Abe was going regardless. I know, it but does- what if? But I mean, was it guaranteed he was going to leave or if, you know, because it seems like he wanted to go in and lose and go home. But if he was voted to stay, do you think he would have stayed? No, nah, he was going to go home. 
Yeah, I think that's a pretty big flaw in their plan. So now it's time for everybody to make their case. Abrams up first. Uh, the other day, I got to make a call home real quick. I run a development company, and right now we're in the final stages of a very big project. And I was able to get just enough information to find out that there's problems. <laughs> and those problems are, I need to be there to be able to solve. So I have to understand that those are my responsibilities, and I'm going to ask you all to go ahead and let me go back to my own home and go back to work. Johnny comes in. For some reason, Johnny thinks he doesn't have to do much. He thinks Abram made the decision for them. He doesn't kiss anybody's ass, and he thinks that everybody should vote on his ability instead of his personality. I guess with Abrams' plea here, I think it made a lot of uh, people's decisions maybe a little bit easier. I, for one, am just as shocked as everyone else here. I'm not here to uh, ask for your pity. I don't want to hear anybody apologize if they don't vote for me. It's nothing personal. This is a game. So with that being said, my fate is in your hands. I'm not someone who's going to kiss anybody's ass for a vote. So when it comes down for the voting, Abram is voted to go home nine to six. All of the women vote for Johnny to go home, except for Paula and Coley. And even Robin voted for Johnny to go home. But today's not going to be his day. Abe is sent home. Now, at the end of this, Bananas realize that, realizes that he is hated and that it becomes clear to him that there was a strategy to get him out. The girls have made their move. So with Abram going home, he decides that he's going to leave his key to Dunbar because he feels like Dunbar will be able to lead his own team. Dunbar sings his praises, and he's humbled by the kind words. Um, all of the girls are dejected, especially Kellyanne and Evelyn, that Bananas is still there. But now Bananas know that the girls have took their shot and they're going to be next up on the menu. And that concludes episode two of The Op. So that was a really good episode. I'm really excited to get into episode three. Um, You know, the pot's only going to get stirred up more. All right, we do got some exciting things coming for you guys. Um, It looks like we will be covering... The, uh, the new episode of The Real World on Facebook Watch. So that should be a lot of fun. Um, I think we might we might just weave them into these episodes or we might have them as standalone episodes. Um, we still haven't decided yet, but you should be hearing from us on that. So keep an eye out for that. Also, um, closer to the end of the month, we should be having the uh, Love War Challenges shop up where we're going to be having some t-shirts for you guys uh, so you guys can show your love and, and how proud you guys are being a pastor. Uh, do please feel free to send us any suggestions, any ideas, anything that you guys would like to see. You know, we love to hear from you guys. Um, make sure you follow closely on our Twitter because we're going to be re-showing the episode of The Island so you can all catch up with us. Uh, besides that, uh, you know, keep commenting, keep liking. Uh, we love to hear from you guys. Anybody else got anything before we get out of here? All right. So, thank you guys for sticking with us. Uh, episode three of The Island should be out next week. We're going to be moving our drop dates to uh, sometime over the weekend. Uh, most likely, maybe a Monday drop. But until then, uh, keep stirring the pot, pot stars. Bananas, close us out. All right, another great episode of Pot Stars. Hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you stay updated by following us on Twitter and Instagram at LWC Podcast. 
join us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash lovewarchallenges. Also, check out our website, lovewarchallenges.com. Make sure while you listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or SoundCloud, give us those five stars, give us a great review, and most importantly, make sure you subscribe. Have a good day, posters. Peace. Peace. Bye. Hey, Beto. Hey, Toodles. Why? Toodles. Oh, that's Beto. Why what? do you... Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Sorry, not Beto. Actually, yeah. Beto and Becky. Why do you guys hate women? I don't know. Yeah, I'm just saying. Because you keep calling them bitches. You're saying they're annoying. Every single thing they do is annoying. Why do you hate women? I'm annoying women. Oh, shit. Annoying women.